Welcome back, everybody, to the second ever edition of our brand new podcast, the ICB News Channel. My name is Rob Marshall, and we're really, really excited to have you joining us again. The idea behind this podcast is to give a lot more backstory and a greater understanding to current and relevant topics that are permeating right now in the world of bookkeeping, focusing on such things as compliance and the ATO, HR, best practice bookkeeping for business, and much, much more. And the ICB here in Australia really, really values your input into that, but we really want to give back to you more than perhaps you can give to us. The topics that we discuss each episode are exclusively found in our highly sought out and looked for ICB monthly newsletter. This newsletter is made available in an incredibly detailed and comprehensive form each month to our members, but is also available to non-members. And we'd love for you, if you're listening in today and you're not an, a member of ICB Australia, to still dig into our website, icb.org.au, and there you'll find highly resourced information in the form of a newsletter that's freely available to you, whether you might be a bookkeeper in employment, a business owner, or just simply a non-member of the ICB Australia. So go to our website, icb.org.au. I'm absolutely thrilled to have joining me today, Mr. Matthew Addison, the ICB's exec, uh, not the ICB's executive director, so that gives it a bit too much formality. We'll go with ICB executive director. Welcome back again, Matthew, to the ICB News Channel. Welcome, Rob, and welcome listeners to 2022. And we've got a debutante joining us for our second ever episode. She's uh, She's been around the traps a while, though, just quietly. Um, we've got the CEO of the ICB, uh, Amanda Linton, joining us. Amanda, great to have you joining us. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, as you tune into our episode this time round, that you might just even consider going to icb.org.au and uh, bringing the newsletter up if you're a member or a non-member. And some of the topics that we're about to just have a conversation about now are, are clearly available in our December edition of the ICB newsletter. And uh, we're going to kick off with a little bit of a conversation around the small business and bookkeeper relationship. And uh, we've, we've got a number of articles in there that call out um, that relationship and how valuable we, the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers here in Australia, I believe it is for engaging with a bookkeeper in particular if you're tuning in as a small business owner. So, Matthew, do you want to give us a little bit of a, an understanding of, of where that document comes from, some of the backstory, and maybe a little bit of the emphasis within that uh, particular article? Thanks, Rob. And again, where we go is that term bookkeeper has many definitions and many understanding to different people. And some people still have the bookkeeper as that person in the corner that never speaks and never interacts with somebody. And what we're calling out in this article is the vital role that a bookkeeper plays in helping every small business. So we talk very strongly about uh, the role of a bookkeeper is more than just keeping records. It's helping operate the business. It's helping that business be organised. It's helping them be efficient. It's using the experience of a professional bookkeeper from lots of different business environments and applying them to the business that they work with. As professionals, as members of an association, we get into the codes of conduct. We get into 
are they ethical and trustworthy? That a current professional bookkeeper should still be going some un- undergoing training. They should be accredited to different levels. So, Rob, we're positioning there and the comments we make about the benefits to business owners of engaging with a professional bookkeeper, we're just calling them out to broaden the depth and scope of what a bookkeeper can do for a business that's trying to be as professional as they can possibly be. Amanda, um, the term that was used back in the 70s and 80s for a bookkeeper that I remember and have heard again recently was the term flowy in the corner. In other words, it was somebody who literally just, you know, generally was um, a, a woman who was deemed to be a bookkeeper who sat in the corner and you never heard from them and they just did the books. I'm not quite sure that was exactly the case, but that's the general feeling that uh, bookkeepers were positioned back in the 70s and 80s. You've been uh, part of the bookkeeping revolu- revolution here in Australia for the last uh, 20 years or more. What, what have you seen has changed about the professional bookkeeper as Matthew's just referenced? Well, Rob, I know I've been around for a while, but uh, not quite as far back as the 70s and 80s, but definitely in the last 20 years that I've been involved, um, you can't really compare what a bookkeeper did when I first started in this game compared to what a bookkeeper does now. A bookkeeper, professional bookkeeper now is so much more integrated into a business. There's so much more part of developing business systems. It's mm. it's not about just walking into an office to a tray of 30 or 40, 50 invoices, collating them all together, drawing a check because we didn't have any other way to pay anyone. And then maybe uh, when I go back 20 years ago, maybe putting it into some kind of an accounting system. But prior to that, it was the green ledger book, 20 column ledger book, you know, so So it's extremely different. Professional bookkeepers now are just not about data. It's about the business systems and making sure business owners have the very best information so they can make good decisions and get back on with what they actually are there to do and that's to run and grow their business. So Matthew, especially um, as we come into a new year and it tends to coincide with um, perhaps um, some excitement around businesses starting up, startup businesses. If you were a startup business right now or you were a startup business listening in on this, on this podcast, why, why, would, why do you believe it would be a great move to get involved or um, get a bookkeeper involved with your startup business? Uh, great question without notice, Rob. I like the, the tactic you've gone there. Look, anybody with an inclination to start a business or develop their hobby into a business, I believe they need some initial advice. So some of that is in the bookkeeping scope and some of that I'm suggesting is in the tax agent scope where they get their income tax affairs sorted properly. So Mm -hmm. in the bookkeeping scope and where our article goes, Rob, is in today's world, any business should be thinking about digital, digital processes, and how do we incorporate their software into what they do? Even if they're making widgets, who do they order from? Who do they sell to? Uh, anybody issuing paper invoices? I'm sorry. I, I just don't think you're being efficient. So that startup business, I think it is well worth a couple of hours of advice time talking about how to digitize your process. And you and I, Rob, we live in a world, as does Amanda, of the professional bookkeeper lives and breathes that digitised business process. 
Great, great call, Matthew. And I'm going to swing back to Amanda now because you've been there, Amanda, uh, as as I have over the journey, as a professional bookkeeper now. So we've talked about what the benefits of why a small business owner, especially a startup small business owner, might employ a bookkeeper or get involved with a bookkeeper to help with their startup processes. From the professional bookkeeper's perspective, do you have a different conversation with a startup business to perhaps one that's well-established? Is that you got any experiences there you want to share? You certainly do, Rob. Startup businesses are a whole different ballgame. Mm. And after an extended period in this space, what I've come to realise is that most of the time when I've had to go into a business, an existing business, and clean up um, prior bookkeeping, we'll call them a bookkeeping mess or a, a system's not working, every single time bar none, it always comes back to the initial setup of the business system, whether that be software or process that hasn't been done correctly. People haven't taken the time to invest in that initial setup of their systems. So the conversation is very different with a startup and it really should be different with a startup. It should be making sure that you're evaluating what the business needs are, making sure that we can get the right outcome and then designing the systems around that. And that's far different from walking into an existing business with existing systems and maybe doing an overview. So the the, the benefits that a bookkeeper brings to the table, Matthew, uh, are wide, like you, and broad, as you explained in your in the first part of your uh, descriptor, uh, descriptor, if that's the word, of of the professional bookkeeper. Explain a little bit about bit more to to those tuning in right now as to the links that bookkeepers now go to to ensure that they are properly educated, the CPE and perhaps also the amount of hours that a, a bookkeeper, a professional bookkeeper needs to put in to remain, in fact, professional. Yeah, Rob, there's a couple of articles in that December newsletter that go all over the topic you've just opened up. Yeah, and Amanda alluded to it there of what do you do for an existing business. Our world keeps changing. So in the newsletter, we've got an article there about the next 90 days, and that opens up just some of the things that have changed over the last 12 months, that even in an existing business, unless you're getting advice, unless you're right on the cutting edge, you're not actually going to know what's changed and what the new government regulations are. So professional bookkeepers, the ICB members have the ability to stay in tune with what's changing. They have resourced to actually implement it to business and have the conversation with businesses. The only way they can do that, Rob, is to be in touch with the resources and in touch with some training. Now, you've talked about things changing in terms of continuing professional education. A lot of the bookkeepers out there that are contractors are registered BAS agents. The Tax Practitioners Board has now reviewed their CPE requirements for registered BAS agent. And for registered BAS agents, it's now 90 hours CPE over every three years. So that's 30 hours a year. Now that's double what it was before. So that 30 hours a year, uh, we actually believe as ICB, that, that's really easy to, to achieve. Uh, a network meeting a month or every two months, if you go on every two months, there's 12 hours of CPE. A newsletter is allowed and reading of newsletters and the resource is allowed to be 25% of your CPE. So there's another, let's call it a minimum of 12 hours. So what am I up to? My math, my mental arithmetic's not good enough. But I've already got to, you know, that's 24 hours out of 30 You're per well year. There. Um, yeah. Come to the ICB Summit. 
right? So over March, we're going to, and the article is in the newsletter, we're going to nine cities. We're running an online version, 11 days of conference material where we're bringing cutting-edge understanding and concepts about the world of bookkeeping and what's before us over the next foreseeable future. So the summit's there. Get on it and... um, do that. There's another, I think it's six hours CPE we've got allocated for the for the day, Amanda. Um, look at the summit. You'll get your CPE hours without even trying. And all I've offered you in this last couple of minutes is what ICB gives, let alone yes. staying in touch with the software, Rob. Mm-hmm. And we as ICB believe if you're using any of the particular business software that's out there, you need to be in touch with that software brand and that software company. You need to be receiving their updates to their newsletters and such things. So, yep, continuing education, um, stay in touch with people. The world keeps changing. And at Summit, again, we're going to give a whole structure to being able to, to comprehend and implement the digital government journey. Let me turn that around. The government's digital journey because they are taking us here. Yep. No, great, great call. Um, You're right. Um, We've only just called out um, the CPE available through ICB and I'll throw in there our highly uh, valued technical webinars that we run on a a, uh, a monthly basis and we run two or three of those that uh, members in particular and student members can tap into. Um, we're really, really keen for you to obviously understand CPE if you are a, a new professional bookkeeper to the space and what is available to you. Um, we won't call it out as being easy to rack up those 30 hours, but it's not difficult. Let's put it that way when you get your head inside it. Um, so Amanda, you I know that you've also spent a bit of time recently putting a, a lens across CPE. You've got some additional comments you want to make there? Look, Robert, it's really important to remember that ICB members... Um, get access to a lot of CPE that we actually provide. And it's one of the core reasons that organisations like ICB exist, is to provide enough CPE opportunities so that members can meet those requirements Matthew was just talking about. And if I think about the amount of CPE that we produce every year, we produce between 60 and 80 hours of CPD for members that's included as part of their membership. So there really is no real need to panic about meeting this new requirement and thinking we've now got to go out external to some of the ICB events and spend $1,500, dollars on, on obtaining external CPE when there's such a significant amount that we provide that's included as part of um, a member's membership fee. So it's really important not to look too far. You know, I'm not saying for a moment not to go and do external CPE. That's really important as well. But when you think about, um, I say, 60 to 70 hours that we produce internally every year. Now, Rob, I'm sure you and your team will happily tell me that we've done double that in the last two years, but it certainly exists by the time you take into account webinars, you take into account um, some of the different events that we've done, you also take into account things like reading the newsletter that we prepare, all of those kinds of things contribute towards CPE. We absolutely have some events that we ask members to contribute over and above their fee. And that's things like the summit, the upcoming summit. Um, But generally speaking, when you look at the CPD we produce, 
we really shouldn't be having any problems meeting that requirement. And even outside of the IC, the, the walls of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers here in Australia, uh, the ATO run multiple uh, tech webinars as well. They have a fan, for those who are joining, joining into our podcast, uh, they also have a great podcast called Tax Invoice if you haven't tuned into that. So there, there's a wide range of educational pieces that you can tap into um, that um, may well qualify you for CPE for the professional bookkeepers listening in right now. We've talked, uh, we'll segue into, uh, there's been a couple of references now to our upcoming summit and we're really excited about the opportunities that are coming up around summit. Um, and just for a, a minute or two, Amanda, at this point, we're still full full, uh, full road ahead to, to a, a face-to-face summit and there may be some challenges there, but we're still uh, looking forward to the amazing opportunities that uh, March is going to bring about. We are definitely still planning on face-to-face. We, I know that the whole team is really excited to be back face-to-face and to be able to connect with our members again. Yeah. And we've had members say that they're looking forward to connecting with the team as well. So we're going to be doing everything we possibly can to continue with our face-to-face events. Rob, we do have contingencies in place and it's only smart that we do that with the current situation. Um, but I'm not anticipating that we're going to have to, it's not like we're all going to have to shut up shop. Um, we're certainly, the summit will go ahead in one form or another. Absolutely, we're really excited about it. And just on that, um, just a quick reminder to anyone who mightn't have booked so far that the early bird pricing is actually still up until the 24th of January. So if you haven't booked, I um, really encourage you to. I say we're really looking forward to seeing everyone back again. Our agenda is chock chock full already. We've got some amazing topics. We're going to be getting our head inside technical issues. We've got uh, a session that we'll be running that will look at uh, our top five uh, technical queries of recent uh, times outside of uh, COVID. And we're going to really uh, tech Take those down and make sure that you're well in tune with the processes that surround those. Uh, we're going to have a, a close look at cybersecurity and how that uh, affects not only us as professional bookkeepers, but the small businesses that are so sadly vulnerable these days to, to cyber attacks and, and what are ways that you can mitigate to ensure that you aren't uh, uh, a statistic, if you want to put it that way. Matthew, a couple of other agenda items that we've got uh coming up at the summit. Uh, Thanks, Rob. You just triggered in my head something I want to add to my session, so I've just written that down. (laughs) Oh, there you go. It's evolving. Uh, It is. Look, Rob, I've uh, started playing quite intensely with uh, the couple of sessions I've been allocated. Uh, One's the keynote where where we've listed it as the forward look into professional bookkeeping for 2022. And uh, look, this as I stick my teeth into it, um, Amanda, I'm not sure about the 45 minutes you've allocated me. I might need some more time, um, uh, but, <laughs> which is not unusual. No chance. Um, but, but, no chance. Yeah, there's a lot of good material that professional bookkeepers um, could understand the context in order to be able to do our job. Not that I'm going to call out you have to change, you have to do things differently, but you do have to do them professionally. And I just think we're in a, in a evolving world. 
I really want to be face-to-face in these rooms if we're allowed to be. Um, as Amanda's alluded to, if we're not, we've got contingencies and we're really hoping, hoping that within the states we can at least get you in a room, even if it's got to be hosted and we might be somewhere else because we can't travel to you, that we, we will stream in to try to interact with you. So please register. Um, you show us that, that you're really keen to engage with us as well, preferably face-to-face, but if uh, the government restrictions don't allow us to be, then we'll find other ways to be interacting. The conference is going ahead in some form, Amanda. Absolutely. <laughs> so jump on, guys. If you haven't already registered for Summit, we strongly recommend that you jump on and do so now. Um, icb.org.au, I, I think... Um, uh, we, we've got large numbers who've already um, logged their interest to attend. Uh, if you're kind of sitting back reluctantly or unsure, just just do it. Go on. Just jump in and go in and, uh, and get your registration done and start to look forward excitedly to, to Summit for this year. We've also got um, some sort of administrative processes that uh, the members are aware of perhaps in relation to um, the appointment of two directors for our ICB Australia board. Um, Matthew, do you want to just uh, quickly explain the scenario there? Thanks, Rob. As uh, our members are aware and others may be aware, ICB is a member voting organisation. We're a professional association of bookkeepers. The directors are appointed by the members. Uh, Yes, that relates to tax practitioner board requirements, but it's also our governance structure. So our members are in control. Uh, We have two director positions that are up for election. One of them is mine, and uh, I am re-standing or being re-nominated by a couple of people have asked me to re-nominate, and yes, I am most willing to re-stand as director. And one of the positions is actually vacant as uh, Leanne Berry was in that position and she moved to employment with NYB during the year. So that position became vacant and will be filled at this coming AGM. So our AGM is in April. It will be an online uh, webinar and our voting process will also be online if you don't turn up to the online annual general meeting. All members still are encouraged to engage and will be invited to vote for the various resolutions for the annual general meeting. More information in the newsletter and more to come to you. So we've got, um, yeah, we have definitely got uh, information if you're a bit unsure around that in our December newsletter and uh, as Matthew's referenced, uh, there will be more to come and stay tuned to the ICB News Channel as well as we uh, get more information to provide in regards to that. And finally, just a couple of other quick topics that uh, we wanted to raise. There's so much. It's a chock. It was literally a Christmas stocking filler this year. Our newsletter was chock full of uh, incredible information. But just a couple of other um, topics. Just very quickly, I want to call out. We uh, we are we are putting a lens on cybersecurity at our summit this year. Um, but um, some statistics have come through. Uh, from the Australian Cyber Security Centre revealing that uh, in the financial year 2021, there was on average a cyber report given to them every eight minutes, which is quite exceptional and, well, quite frightening, I guess you could say. That's a 13% increase on the previous year and it is just the, the, the trajectory of cyber incidences is going up. So we want to just mention, as we have in our newsletter, um, if you were to have some sort of 
intervention or a cyber attack of some sort, there is a hotline, 1300 Cyber 1. Now, if you're a bit old-fashioned like me and you don't know how to use the the, the letters on the, the on your uh, keyboard or whatever, not on your keyboard, on your phone, that's 1300 292 371. So 1300 292 371. Um, and we'd highly encourage you to also jump on and have a look at the Australian Cyber Security Centre website if you haven't already done so. We will be spending a, a, a fair bit of time at conference, at summit, sorry, I keep wanting to call it conference, Amanda, and I get slapped on the wrist, at summit this year uh, to uh, ensure that you're across cyber security uh, for you as a professional bookkeeper. And then finally, another Rob, article Rob, that, um, I, yep, sorry, jump in, Matthew. You can, yes. One thing I wanted just to convey, Rob, um, personally, the word cybersecurity we're hearing so often, and I think mm. we're losing the, the impact it could have. What I'm really happy with and really impressed by both the resources you've been putting in the newsletter, the pr approach on our website, and the new way to think about cybersecurity that you're developing towards the summit content is a different way for the professional bookkeeper to think for themselves to do it practically, not talking about the Department of Defence's Super 16, right? It's what do we do in business that actually yeah. can help? So, yeah. Rob, I just wanted to say, look, I'm really concerned that the message gets lost, but what I'm really happy with what you and your team are doing is making it relevant for our community of bookkeepers and their businesses. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's what we will be putting a, a heavy focus on at Summit this year. So again, jump on and register if you haven't already done so. And then finally, one other article that uh, I think is very relevant right now for especially for small business owners to, to understand and the professional bookkeepers advising and, and working alongside small business owners is our um, article in our newsletter on stapled super funds for contractors. Um, it is a slightly different approach. We've spoken before. You may have got your head inside stapled super funds for employee ease by now. The process for contractors is slightly different and I'd encourage you, jump into our newsletter, www.icb.org.au and have a look at the process if you have a contractor that you um, know uh, you need to, to uh, chase up the stapled super fund for. Um, and that process is quite clearly uh, laid out in our uh, December newsletter. So that's where we're going to bring today's uh, ICB news channel to an end. Uh, Amanda, you're the, the CEO of ICB Australia, so I think it's worthy that you have the last word. Is there anything you want to add before we uh, cl close off today's podcast? Thanks, Rob. Look, just a happy new year to everyone. I'm really excited about what 2022 has in store for us. I think there are going to be a whole lot of amazing opportunities present themselves this year, and uh, I really hope that everyone comes on the journey with us. So, folks, jump in. If you haven't read, uh, I'm hoping you had a, uh, a wonderful time over Christmas. You've uh, relaxed. You've put your head outside running your business or running uh, your, your book, professional bookkeeping practice. But uh, now I'm going to suggest jump in, have a look at the ICB newsletter for December, uh, get inside those articles. We'll be back again very soon uh, with the ICB News Channel Episode 3 to uh, bring you the backstory and the understandings around our ICB newsletter articles. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matthew, again. Thanks, Rob. I'll give you the last word. You will. <laughs>
Thanks, guys. <laughs> and all the best for January ahead. Cheers. <laughs>